Christmas Eve. To everyone here, we're honored to have you with us. I want to take just a few moments and share something that's been on my heart for a few days. And we're going to take communion together, and then we're going to worship together at the end with candlelight. So you can just hold on to that for just a moment. But the story goes, it was Christmas Eve, 1914. It was the beginning of World War I, and there was an intense battle going on in Belgium between the French and English on one side and the Germans on the other. When something amazing happened, something unthinkable happened, you see, this battle had reached a stalemate, and each side was um, bunkered down. They were hiding um, in trenches, and the, it was said that these trenches went on for miles, it is estimated that there were over 100,000 troops fighting in this battle, and the soldiers were only 60 to 80 yards apart, and in between these soldiers was something called no man's land. No man ventured into this area known as no man's land even to retrieve their dead friends. And as Christmas approached, the Germans started decorating some of the trees around their bunkers with candles. And on, and on Christmas Eve, both sides were settled down on their respective sides, and some of the British started playing their bagpipes and singing some of their favorite pub songs. The story goes that on the other side, some of the Germans began to sing one of their, their country's most beloved Christmas carols, Silent Night. And after singing it through several times, something incredible happened. The French and the British on the other side started singing along. And here is where this unthinkable happened. The singing of that song led to a ceasefire that lasted for over seven days. And on Christmas Day, each side, British and German, ventured into no man's land and helped each other bury their dead. And over the next week, they celebrated Christmas together. They played soccer together. They ate together. They gathered around campfires, and they told stories, and they laughed together. All of this started simply by singing about the birth of a baby in Bethlehem who would bring peace on earth. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 tells us, For a child has been born, for us, a gift for us, he'll take over the running of the world, and his name will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, or Prince of Wholeness. I want to ask you all a question today. How many of you have a favorite Christmas carol? How many of you have a favorite Christmas carol? Raise your hand if you have a favorite Christmas carol. Mine is O Holy Night. I love O Holy Night. In fact, I asked them, will you sing that today because it is my favorite Christmas carol. In fact, what I'd like to do is you all, all seem half asleep today, so I would like to wake us up, and on the count of three, we're going to do something that we do in the Blancet family from time to time. Everybody is going to sing their favorite song all at once, all right? I remember several years ago, we were driving to um, um, Washington, D.C., on our family RV trip, and we had, we had, um, we were, it was a travel trailer. We had six of us in one truck 
pulling a 33-foot trailer. I'm not going to go into the stories of that trailer blowing up my truck and all of that. But, but we had some happy, fun times. And I remember I said, all right, on the count of three, everybody's going to sing their favorite song. I don't remember anybody else's, but I remember Malik, our nine-year-old at the time. He was about five. He started singing Old Town Road. And, uh, and so that was his favorite song at the time. But on the count of three, I need everybody. Now everybody sing because it's going to feel really awkward if only one of us sing. I do remember a time, uh, my sister might remember this, on Christmas, many, many years ago, we were both kids, I told my entire family, I said, all right, on the count of three, everybody's going to stand up and do their favorite barn animal, and we're all going to act like our favorite barn animal, but what I did is I whispered in everybody else's ear, don't do anything, and on the count of three, everybody acted like they were standing up, and my sister stood up and went, Needless to say, she was embarrassed, got mad, ran in the other room. One of my favorite memories of my entire childhood. But anyway. So on the count of three, we are not going to uh, have just one person stand in the room. But on the count of three, I want everybody, as loud as you can, like Buddy the Elf, to sing your favorite Christmas song for everyone to hear. All right, ready? One, two, three. All right, all right, there we go, there we go. That was so beautiful, so beautiful. Now you know what everybody's favorite Christmas song sounds just like that. If you have your Bibles, I want to look at this famous Christmas story that inspired all of those Christmas songs that has brought peace to so many from a battlefield in Belgium in 1914 to right here at 526 East Harrison in Republic, Missouri, to wherever you might find yourself online or to wherever you might find yourself traveling over these next few days, I want to talk with you about this story that brings peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7 says, At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken under Quirinius, governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I can't believe it. It's Christmas Eve. I don't know if any of you have felt this way, but this year has been a different year. And this year has literally, I don't know if you've ever felt this and this might seem strange to you, but this year has literally flown by and crawled by at the same time. Has anybody ever felt that way? It's like some moments have just happened. Like, it feels like just yesterday we were doing our 21-day prayer and fasting, but other parts of this year just seemed like they wouldn't get over, no matter what. It was like this recurring bad dream. It was a weird year, but here we are, December 24th, Christmas Eve, joining with people across the globe today. I woke up this morning and picked up my phone, and my first message came from Africa, Merry Christmas. Here we are today joining with people from across the globe celebrating the birth of this Savior 
they sang about in Belgium in 1914. I love this time of year. And I think if we will slow down, even in the midst of all the chaos and the craziness that is shopping and trying to put families together, you know, they they never tell you that parenting adult children, I think, is more difficult than parenting little children because there's so much more chaos of schedules with adult children. But I think if we'll slow down and really savor the moments and celebrate Christmas, we can be reminded of this gift of this amazing counselor, this strong God, this eternal father, and this prince of peace that is available to every single one of us. You see, it's during this Christmas season that we get to celebrate with Christians not just today, but from centuries in the past. Because you see, they too were awaiting the arrival of their Savior. Just as we too, we have him here, but we are awaiting his second return, his second coming. And Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14 continues with this story, and it tells us about some people who are awaiting the arrival of their Savior. I want to paraphrase this story. You can look at it in Luke chapter 2. But in the fields outside of Bethlehem, there were shepherds who were keeping watch over their sheep during the night. I think these shepherds would have been on high alert because why were they watching over them is to make sure predators didn't come. And so they would be faithfully watching their sheep overnight because they didn't want to lose their profits or they didn't want to lose their jobs. But something happened on this, this night that no one could have predicted. A predator didn't show up on the field, but angels appeared in the sky. And the message translation says it this way of Luke chapter 9, of Luke chapter 2. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. The shepherds were terrified. As I'm, I'm sure that every single one of us in this room would have been terrified too. We cannot act like we wouldn't be terrified. I was thinking about it. How could I equate that? I, I, have, I don't sit in fields and watch sheep, but I do sit in fields and hunt animals. And I was thinking about, you know, uh, when we go deer hunting, we get in the woods like around 5 o'clock of the morning and it's dark. I was thinking, what would happen if I was sitting in my deer stand and the sky just started to glow with a being floating in the sky. I would be terrified. None of us in this room would not be terrified. In fact, how many of you would raise your hand and say, Pastor Chad, I do get scared easily. Raise your hand if you do get scared. Raise it high, I wanna see you because I wanna try to scare you. But anyway, now I remember several years ago, Tasha and I, when we first got married, I was always hiding and scaring her. And uh, it, was, it was truly a joy of my life that um, she robbed me of one time when she said, if you continue doing that, I'm going to leave you. And so I have not tried to scare her since then, but she did. She literally said, don't do that to me anymore. So every once in a while, I still try to get her. I do like to try to get um, people around the church. I've got Des a time or two as well. But these angels that appeared in the sky, they weren't there to scare them or to hurt them or to harm them. They were there to bring them good news. And the first words the angels spoke 
to these fearful shepherds was, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Let me say that again. This angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be a great joy to all people. This is the news that the world had been waiting for. It was the birth announcement of the king of kings. It was the birth announcement that would bring hope. The angels told the shepherds that in the city of David, the long-awaited Savior had been born. The arrival of their Messiah meant that they would be rescued. No longer would they live in bondage to sin. They could now experience peace even in the midst of oppression and struggle. They could now experience joy even in the midst of brokenness. They could experience that. This newborn baby that they would find wrapped in swaddling clothes was the hope that they had been waiting for. I do find it very interesting that the very first people that were told about the birth of this Savior were shepherds. You think in the long line of people who had been awaiting for the arrival of a Savior you wouldn't pick shepherds to be first in that line. But that's exactly who God picked. And I think the fact that the angel came to the, shepherd, the shepherds first suggests that this good news is for one and for all. It's for everybody. From the least to the greatest, from the rich to the poor, from a nobody to a somebody, Jesus is a Savior for all and a Savior to all. And the angels then appear to these shepherds and they tell them, go to Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And verse 15 tells us they immediately went. It says, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let me ask you guys another question today. How many of you would be honest and say you are not done shopping? Who would raise your hand? Raise your hand high. There's a few of you. How many of you would say you haven't even started shopping yet? Has anybody not started shopping yet? Just one honest, brave person in the room says they haven't started. Two of you, raise your hand. Or how many of you have found yourself this year maybe searching for the perfect gift? Anybody just searching for the perfect gift? <clears throat> you know, I love Amazon, and I love the ease of online shopping but I also miss the joy of, actually, I'm not a shopper, I don't like to shop, but I do miss some of the joy of what Christmas was like before online shopping. Like how many of you would be honest and say, like Tasha and I, and I don't know that we miss it for our kids, but I think we miss it for ourselves, but Toys R Us. Anybody, it's like just a good old-fashioned toy store. It's like you could walk in there and your brain could go crazy and you could be a kid again for just a moment, but you know, so many of us are searching for so many things in this life, meaning and purpose and significance and happiness and fulfillment, love, money, answers, but the story of Jesus is a search about something that is different. It's about the search for the Savior of the world, and the Bible tells us if we search for him, we will find him, and in him, when we find him, we find meaning, and we find significance. And we find happiness, and we find fulfillment, and we find peace, and joy, and hope. <clears throat> Speaking this morning of searching for something, um, actually, I wanted to do something a little bit different and wanted to give some of you a gift from Destiny Church today. So 
Um, there are some empty seats, so you can look around you, but under about 15 or 16 seats, there, are a spe- there is a special gift for you. So look under your seat and see if you are in one of the lucky seats. If you're not sitting in it, go to the empty seats. Find something. If you find something under your seat, hold it up. Let everyone see it. Go to the empty seats. There are pretzels and there are gift cards and there is chocolate and there are candy canes. Hold them up. I want to make sure we got them. There you go. A gift card to Whataburger. We have some Starbucks gift cards, some candy canes. Search around you. There's empty seats. Every empty seat been searched. Some of you... Some of you are searching more intensely for this candy cane or whatever it might be than anything I've ever seen you look for. (laughs) And you know, while we have some fun searching for something in the room, I want to remind you this season is not about the gifts you find under your seats. It's not about the gifts we've all searched high and low for. It's not about the gifts that are going to be under your tree this year. No matter what you're searching for in life in 2023 or in 24, no matter what gifts you've been searching for on Amazon or at the mall, nothing is more valuable to us than the gift of a Savior that we were given to on that first Christmas so many years ago. His birth gives us hope that our lives can change. His birth gives us joy. His birth gives us peace. His birth gives us hope of love and eternal life. You see, the birth of Jesus changed everything on the Christmas Eve in 1914. And it has the power to change everything for us still to this day. And I wonder, today on this Christmas Eve 2023, what are you searching for? What are you hoping to find? What do you need? Because what I believe is Jesus is the answer to that. He's the answer to everything. For unto us a child has been born. For us. A gift. For us. He will rule the world and he will be called amazing counselor. Strong God. Eternal father. Prince of wholeness. And they won't, have, they won't have this portion of the scripture, but I was looking at it even this morning, and it goes on, and it says, His ruling authority will grow, and there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. What are you searching for? If you need salvation, it's available to you. If you need joy, it's available to you. If you need hope, it's available If you need joy, it's available. If you need peace, it's available. If you need love, it's available. If you need an answer, it's available. Fulfillment, significance, whatever you need, a child has been born for us. His name is Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I ask in these next 
few moments today as we remember you and we honor you. I thank you for all that you've done for us this year. We celebrate you, we remember you, we honor you. And Lord, I don't know what everyone's searching for today. I know that many of us have been, yes, searching for physical gifts, but Lord, I believe beyond physical gifts today, there are people in this room that are searching for some answers, some significance, some meaning in life. And so, Lord, today I ask that you, as we pause, I pray that you look down on us. And, Lord, I'm believing that answers to long-awaited prayers are going to begin to come true. Lord, I'm believing that some of us that have some sons and daughters and parents and friends and family that have not yet known you or have walked away from you, I'm believing that this year one of the greatest gifts we're going to experience and see is the returning of a family member or a friend to you. Lord, some have been awaiting for peace. Lord, I'm praying today that they find peace that passes all understanding this season. Lord, some are searching for love. I pray that they find that not in somebody else, but in you. Lord, I pray for those who are searching for healing in their body or in their mind or in their emotions. I pray that this Christmas season, they find that healing that can come from you. So Lord, we thank you for your birth. We thank you for your life. We thank you for your death. But Lord... Today I want to be as bold to remind you of the promises that have come, that were given to us because of you. And so we ask now that you you move on our behalf and cause those promises that have been given throughout centuries, cause those promises to come to pass. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do today. Lord, in faith... We stand here today and we believe that 2024 will be the greatest year in all of our lives because we believe we're going to see the hand of God move in a real, powerful, special way. We thank you, Jesus. We remember you today. We celebrate you. In your name we pray. Amen.